Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. I have Bob Doyle with me. Bob is a Law of Attraction teacher and was featured in the movie The Secret. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Linda. It's great to be here. So, Bob, you have spent a long time jumping into the metaphysics of creation, and now you're touching on the science of it. Why? Okay. So, when I first got into this conversation, I came from a very skeptical, logical, show me the science background. That's why I had any result whatsoever with the law of attraction in the first place is because I started to get an understanding of the, of the physics of our thoughts and the impact that they have. So I, I, was, I was very excited about the metaphysics of the law of attraction and all the sort of invisible stuff and the energy and the vibration. And understanding it is what helped me have my own breakthroughs with it. So I focused my teaching for 20 years on that, just like a lot of other people who are explaining or teaching the law of attraction in all of the techniques and all of the different nuances. And it's all kinds of confusing. It, it's more questions than answers with it. And this is 20 years of me doing this and coaching people on, in every which way, you know, and getting results, but, but it's not the same because people spend so much time trying to figure out how the law of attraction works. So I just kind of woke up to the fact that this is not what's going to cause transformation. This is like studying gravity to figure out how to properly drop a glass. Transformation is about changing your life, changing your results. And that's only going to happen if you change. You have to change who you're being in the world so that you can get different results. And then all that invisible vibration stuff just happens in the background without you mucking it up with a bunch of second guessing and all of that. So because I am ultimately about results for people in transformation, and I have found that explaining that, hey, instead of all of the nuances of law of attraction, just to say, hey, guess what? Your brain can change. So let's change it is a much more direct path to transformation. And I'm seeing people get results, you know, like day one, instead of like three weeks later going, oh, I manifested a cup of coffee. So it's not to downplay any of that because it, it's, you know, it's what brought me. The, the, the mysticism and, and all of that is what intrigued me in the first place and brought me in. But as a coach and a facilitator, as someone who really wants to see people express who they are in the world, this is the way I have to do it because this is, this is what's going to create permanent lasting change is a rewiring of our brain so that we operate on autopilot differently than we're doing now so we can get different results. Well, I think you have just stated the fundamental problem why most people might not actualize what they're trying to create. It's because they're in their mental body, in their thoughts, thinking, 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 how, why, when, where, who all the questions that that ruminating mind has, and they don't actually step into that place of becoming. And that's, that's the only way it can happen. And this is the problem with, I think, the personal development industry in general, is it focuses all on these results you can get. But if you don't change who that you is that's getting the results, they're not going to stick. It just makes sense. The thing I like about this conversation around neuroplasticity, our ability for our brain to change, is that there's really nothing to debate. And it's very simple. If we give our brain new information on a repeated basis consistently, we will grow new neural pathways, learn new things, and literally become a different person. And, and if, if anyone doubts that, you can just look back at your own life five years ago, 10, 15, 20, and look at how you have changed fundamentally in some areas. But it's been mostly on autopilot. You've coasted along and you've gone 
you know, with the whims of your own wiring based on the meaning that you're making right now. And so if the results in your life are not what you want them to be, it is because you're you're making meaning out of every moment and taking action on that meaning and you're getting a result as a result of that action. So all of your action is based on what are you making this moment mean? And what do I do with it? And if you've got old limiting beliefs about what's possible for you, then you're not going to take the kind of powerful action you need to take to get the results that you're envisioning and putting on your vision board and all of those law of attraction-y things. You have to now step into being that. And that's very uncomfortable for people. So how do people actually change their mind? I'll tell you, first of all, I work in transformation industry as well. My business is called Thought Change. So I would love to hear your thoughts on changing our mind. So let's think about how we've learned anything in our life. It's all the same. We get information, we repeat the information, we try it out, we apply it, we get feedback, and then we, then we move on. This is like walking, talking, reading, writing, the non-negotiables in our life. And when we take on the non-negotiables, we will keep doing whatever action we need to do to get the result we want until we get it. We don't do that when it comes to personal development and other goals. We've learned that it should take seven days, 14 days, 45 days, this system, and then you're there. So we have these unrealistic expectations. We will change when our wiring changes, and our wiring will change when we give it consistently new information. We, as a whole, humanity is running on so much autopilot that we're almost like robots, thinking that we have free will. Because in the first seven years of our life, we said yes to everything, every thought, every opinion, every, you know, whatever our parents, our society, whatever we were around got in there. We didn't know we could evaluate it or assess it. See, see, this is our truth. And it's not the same information that Mary down the street got, you know? So everybody has their own version of truth. When we can really realize that, get super, super conscious and realize that our, our version of truth is not the truth. It is what we are creating based on the meaning we're making, based on our wiring. And so if we're living a life that feels disempowering or we believe that you know, life is hard or whatever it is that we're believing, that's only wiring. It's simple biology. And so to change, we just have to decide that we need to change. Just like if, if we can make our goals and our vision as non-negotiable as walking and talking, we will get there because we will stop looking at the feedback that we consistently interpret as failure, or this must mean the universe doesn't want it for me. And we'll say, thank you. Thank you for that. Now I know how to adjust. Every bit of feedback can be something to be grateful for. Every feeling of discomfort is, is a celebration because it means you are, you're about to grow. Without that discomfort, you're not growing. There was discomfort when you fell learning to walk. There was discomfort on all of it. But we tune that out because we just go, well, it's non-negotiable. I just have to do it. So if we can get to that mindset about our own personal transformation, we will succeed. Well, I think you're right. A lot of people do think it's easy. I love your analogy of how people live really in a black and white world. You know, it's this way or that way. And I think really the world is very gray. When you talk about truth, I mean, it really depends on how you're perceiving what your perspective is and how that is integrated with your past. Absolutely. So does neuroplasticity, does it have anything to do with changing how you perceive the past? Absolutely. 
number one, like right on the top of the list of success and personal transformation is you have to be willing to completely say goodbye and let go of all of your old stories. All those stories from the past that you use to justify your current position, your current reality, your current limitations. Well, they did this. I had this. I didn't have this story, story, story. And it's all because they, you know, in the name of explaining, well, this is, this is my truth. This is who I am. They're defining themselves as their story. But guess what? That story isn't any more true than a story you can make up about how awesome you are, how successful and how worthy and all of those other things. And that can seem just as true. But see, you've been telling yourself this same story over and over since it happened. And it's probably evolved. And these neural pathways are strong. And you've made them a part of your identity. And so whenever you're going to take on changing your life in a dramatic way, and as we've said, it's going to require that you change who you're being. That is part of your identity. And letting go of your identity can be very scary unless you know where you're going. What are you replacing it with? And this is why so many people get freaked out or stop themselves or self-sabotage during any kind of transformation effort because they are not willing to let go of the things that they call their identity because they haven't taken the time up front to figure out who do they want to be instead of what do they want to have? Who do they need to be? And what does that person believe? How does that person make meaning out of this situation? We have this brain that allows us to visualize future events. It's amazing. And with that visualization and with the repetition of it, we actually create chemical responses in our brain and we grow these neural pathways without even actually doing the thing. So that when we go out in the world and the thing shows itself, we've rehearsed it. We've already, we're closer to being that person. And the moment we start taking action as that person, the world has to respond differently. It can't not. And that's not energy. And I mean, it is, it's all energy and vibration and all that, but you don't, you don't have to think about that. It's just logical. So the conversation I'm having right now, when it comes to personal transformation is I'm trying to keep it completely logical, completely in the physical plane, even though all of that awesome energetic stuff is going on in the background. But if we start analyzing what, how's our energy, how's our vibration, and what is, I know I had a negative thought, oh no, then it's going to affect not just the energy we're quote unquote putting out there, but who we're being, the action we take, the little micro expressions on our face, the tone of our voice when we talk, it's not congruent with who the person is that we need to be to get those results. And so how do we know who the person we want to be would act if we're not that person? Yeah. So if we don't know it all, there's a couple of things that I recommend to people. Number one, some people are inspired by other people. Like there's a, there's a model that they could use and say, okay, that's the kind of behavior. That's the kind of action that they take that I know I'm not taking. So you can look out in the world and see what, you know, you'll get an intuitive hit. Like, okay, I definitely like need to be on time. I need to honor my appointments. I'm not so good at that. I need to be better about my self-care. So some of that stuff will just come to you. But if you don't know exactly who you need to be, you can easily tune into how you don't want to be by noticing when you move into some sort of disempowering feeling or negative feeling. And the very first skill set I teach people, and it's really an awesome life skill, which is just to become aware, become aware of your autopilot responses so that you can see how it's operating in your life. When you get into autopilot and you can go into observation mode with no emotion, no sense of time, no judgment, just strictly observing how you're behaving then you can make a conscious choice and choose something different. That is such a powerful place to be. 
in self-awareness. And there's so many people who don't understand how important that is. It's critical. It's going to be a lot easier if you know how your autopilot wired right now so that you can notice it. Because again, the first step is noticing, yes, I am on autopilot in this area and this area, and it's causing me to take action that is getting this result. And I'm committed now to taking different actions so that I can get different results. Know thyself, right? And decide who that is. That's, that's another big point is that people spend sometimes their whole lives searching for who they're supposed to be. And I'm here to say, you get to decide that we are born into this world and we have these passions, these interests that are unique to us. And we just overanalyze. And some of us, we get hooked up on confusing their purpose with how are they going to make money and just all of this stuff. But you get to decide who you're going to be in the world because your brain is sitting there ready to change, to fit that vision. It's just there waiting to change. Now, depending on when you get started on this, you've got some wiring to do. And you got to have support because here's the thing. The reason I do what I do is because 97% of people are not going to finish the rewiring process because their old wiring is going to come in when it gets challenging and give you all the reasons, logical, evidence-based reasons why you should not, could not, will not move into this new way of being. Your wiring is what you have conscious access to. And if you're just relying on you, you will stop yourself almost every time. You need support. You need some coaching. You need somebody to say, hey, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it until you get into the habit of catching yourself and making new choices. Especially if in your environment, you are surrounded by people who have that old perspective of who you are and who you should be. I run everybody I work with through this quiz. It's a transformation personality type quiz so that I can determine and they can know where their autopilot wiring is currently when it comes to personal transformation. And people pleaser is one of those types. The person who loves the idea of personal transformation, they're committed to their growth until mom gets uncomfortable or Bill gives me that look or whatever. And then they compromise their entire, literally their life so that these people can be more comfortable. And guess what? Nobody's comfortable. They, if they were comfortable, they wouldn't be telling you about what you can't do with your life. You're sitting here saying, I'm going to not do what I want to do with my life so that I don't have to deal with these people. So nobody gets to live the life they want. The most important thing a people pleaser can do is to go for it, achieve it, and show these people. They may or may not follow, but it's not your responsibility to manage other people's emotions and their path. Yeah, th th those are the types of qualities I'm talking about. People who are committed, but then there's little dent in the armor. It's their kryptonite. And if it's a people pleaser, it's going to be the opinions of other people. Bob, what other personality types are possible? So we've got, in addition to the people pleaser, the number one is the seeker. And just briefly, this is a person who tries everything completes nothing or very little, right? And so the wiring process needs that ongoing commitment. You can't just take a seven-day program, finish it, and expect that your brain's going to be rewired unless you've had some traumatic emotional event during that time that would do that. It's a process that, that takes time. The seeker generally says, oh, this is awesome. They tell all their friends about this program, and then they see another one that seems easier, or that guy's more famous, or whatever their reasoning is, and then they jump over to that program. The seeker needs to commit, then put on blinders. Another one, which is what I would have tested for had I taken the quiz back in the early days, is the skeptic. And given my, you know, my background, my mom was a teacher, there was no woo-woo in the house, right? So you know, I wanted to believe in the idea of creating our reality and manifestation, but I needed the science piece, right? 
The problem with the skeptic, obviously, is that while there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about certain things because it keeps you from doing dumb things, if you begin to identify yourself as a skeptic, then you're filtering everything that comes your way through the question, why won't this work for me? And you will get those answers. I'm sure you know, if you ask those types of questions, you're going to get those answers. And a skeptic doesn't want to ever be wrong. You know, they always get to be right that a thing won't work. The skeptic, if they really want, if they're really committed to their personal transformation, like I am, the question they need to ask is instead, how can this work for me? It's still using logic. It's still using intellect. So the, the skeptic doesn't need to feel dumb for doing that. In fact, it's very smart. If they want a better life, a skeptic can ask positive questions too. But if they do that, then they'll start getting those answers. So the wizard is the last, the wizard is the person who the universe has got this, you know, it's all energy. They wander into the magical thinking area where all they have to do is visualize or get their vision board or think these things. And then somehow it's all just going to happen. And the problem with that, obviously, is that if you're not changing who you're being in the world through action, then all this visualization and all these rituals that a lot of wizard type people have, if it's not moving you into being a different person, then you cannot expect different results. So the wizard needs to just take all of their rituals and their visualization into the next level and then now act in alignment with what they're visualizing so that the universe, if you will, can give them the results in alignment with what they're visualizing. But just sitting there is not going to do it. Now, I understand, you know, people saw the secret and they saw the genie in the lamp and they saw the kid draw a bike and then there it was at the door. So I understand like how a lot of new people in the conversation would think of the law of attraction as some magical thing. But then they get focused on that and it builds in this whole layer of skepticism because most people don't believe really in magic, but they want to. But so again, all their focus goes on to the law of attraction and, and all of it instead of, hey, who do I want to be so I can start taking that action and things just happen? I think I probably know someone in every category in your quiz. And I would say that there are some positive attributes to each of them. I can certainly see how it could become a problem getting stuck in one of those patterns. And again, there's nothing wrong with those. And so when people take their quiz, they get their results. And it's not just, here's the challenge. It's here's what you can do with that. How do you use these traits to your advantage? Once you're aware, then you have a choice. Am I going to be in autopilot right now, knowing what result I am or am not going to get? Or am I going to make a different choice? And if I don't know what choice to make, am I willing to get support in learning how to become the person I want to be. Because if you're not, then okay, then you're just up against yourself. I'm really glad that you actually bring energy tools into your work, Bob, because I know from my own work that when you can shift the energy underneath the thoughts and underneath the emotions, it's so much easier to be in that place of choice and clarity. When I first introduced those things into my law of attraction work, like in 2004, and I had heard about EFT, for example, and I kind of resisted it because what's this tapping stuff? I want science. Give me some science. Um, anyway, I got enough of it, but then I started doing it. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is freaking awesome. So now I'm always on the lookout for those types of tools. Yeah, it's very important to be able to manage your energy. And I think that's probably about as woo-woo as, as my current conversation gets, talking about energy tools. But whatever we need to do to break that pattern, give a person a pattern interrupt when they're in it, you know, that's powerful. Bob, don't give up on the magic. So it's not at all that I've given up on the magic. It's more that I've just changed how my languaging when I'm talking and teaching and coaching to take it a little less into the magic 
and into the practical. See, when I first started this work, I really wanted to help people like me, like the skeptics, the people who wouldn't really look at this conversation because it seemed too woo-woo. But as I started talking about law of attraction and manifesting, I did naturally attract a lot of people who were already sort of in that conversation. And so I found myself less talking to me and more to that crowd. A lot of them are the seekers and the wizards and that type of thing. And it was harder for me to get them to take the practical action because they were so focused on the magic. So I just am shifting the lens to say the magic is there. Let's make it effortless because it's not supposed to be so much effort. We're not supposed to be spending years trying to figure out the magic. The magic is in place so that we can effortlessly create the life we love. And all we have to do is just use the reality creation tool called our brain to become the person we want to become and let the magic happen instead of trying to force it. Well said, Bob. Well said. Thank you. Well, I, I'm a big proponent of like, take what you've learned and see if you can implement it today. If you are listening and transformation is your goal right now, if there's just one thing you can take away from this is that is to learn to catch your autopilot behavior. And you can start with when do you feel disempowered? When do you suddenly feel like, uh, or dread something or, or trigger into worry or fear or stress or anxiety? That's an opportunity for you to go, hey, okay, so this is wiring, even though this all feels so true, because look, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, boom, you're just connecting a bunch of dots that were uniquely programmed your way so that you can have that reaction. Would you like a different reaction? Would you like to be able to move more smoothly through uh, through situations in your life that you run across on a regular basis that give you the ugh feeling. If so, I'm saying you can do it, but you first need to learn to catch yourself when you're in it and then have another behavior to replace it with. You know, the universe is filled with many possibilities and how wonderful it is when we can actually tap in and start creating what we're looking for. Indeed. How would people take this quiz? So it's like 60 seconds and it's free. And you can just go to tptquiz.com for transformation personality type quiz.com, tptquiz.com. And then so 60 seconds, you'll get your type, you'll get a PDF and a video that explains this is what the type means and here's what you can do with it. Fantastic. If people want to connect with you or learn more, where can we send them? So aside from the quiz, all things Bob can be found at meetbobdoyle.com including the quiz and all the other things that I'm into. Perfect. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It was my pleasure. Thanks for asking. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You will find all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please check out some of our other great conversations and share them with a friend. You'll find me at thoughtchange.com. If you like the magic part, Come and see what energy medicine can do for you. That's it for this week. Bye for now.